Have you ever wondered where you really stand with God? Are you overcome with feelings of guilt because of things you've done wrong? Are you tired of religion that focuses on rules that you can't keep? Have we got good news for you? It's time to listen in on some casual conversation with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski and discover what true freedom is all about. This is Growing in Grace. Welcome to another edition of Growing in Grace. Mike here with Joel over there, and thank you for being wherever you are around the world, people picking up on our podcast through iTunes and growingingrace.org and word of mouth. Thanks for sharing our podcast with a friend because why not try to relieve somebody of religious bondage? That's really what this is all about. It's about freedom in Christ, and uh, it's unfortunate, Joel, that sometimes people will associate what we're talking about with religion. They just lump us all into the same ball of clay. Um, And I think we're talking about something entirely different than what people think of when they think of religion. And for me, the same is true about politics. You know, sometimes I'm just a freedom guy. I I just like freedom. And I, I want people to have freedom, whether it's spiritually or otherwise. And and sometimes even the, some of the things I say that, not on this podcast, but some things that I would say uh, that others would consider political really shouldn't be considered political. They're just basic human things that uh, people should experience, blessings in life. And, and so, yeah, I love freedom, uh, whether it uh, is through natural means for the most part, like what we have had most of our lives, Joel, with, with living uh, in a society that's relatively free. Uh, and, and then, of course, spiritually the freedom that has come through christ yeah yeah and with the sharing of that freedom you know through what we say i'm i'm like you i mean i i hate it when i'm taken the wrong way you know by people who might think that i'm being religious in in the things that i say uh, because really what we're trying to do is kind of the opposite of that because when when we mention the name of jesus you know religion is what comes to people's minds but really what jesus came to do was to do away with religion and replace it with the very life that god meant for us to have and he never meant for us to live by religion you know god didn't create adam and eve and say now go get religious get your religion on and start doing religious stuff you know he gave them a lot of freedom and he gave them the earth to explore and to live on and, and all, you know, all these things, freedom, you know, is what we were meant to have, not religion. And then it was really Adam and Eve that chose the religion tree, you know, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And so what Christ came to do was to restore us away from religion and duty and performance and obligation and get back to the life that God intended for us to have. And so that's one thing that's always on my heart to help people to understand that what we're about not just you and me here on this program, but we believers, what we really should be about is promoting life and not religion. With that in mind, that's kind of what we're going to be talking about here as we kind of look through some of Galatians, freedom and, and life. Keep those words in mind because that's that's much of what Paul is um, encouraging through the, the gospel that he was, was teaching. And, you, you know, you, you got to set this up a little bit here. you got to realize that Paul, back in his day, and this is the sort of thing that we don't always really stop to think about, but there were these um, Judaizers or legalists who claimed to be believers in Christ, and perhaps they were, but that wasn't enough. And so they sometimes would talk Paul down because they they would consider him somewhat of a compromiser, that he was um, sort of invalid in his apostleship compared to the other 
apostles who had actually been with Jesus physically while he was on the earth. And so he had to go through some of this stuff. And, and you can imagine the, the strain and the, the stress and the, the division it may have brought in some cases. But Paul makes a case for himself a little bit in, in starting out in, in the book of Galatians. And our centerpiece here, as you mentioned at the end of the last program last week, Joel, was Galatians 2.20. And that's a great verse. And there's nothing wrong with taking a verse like this all by itself, but hopefully we can bring a little more context on the passages in the first couple chapters of Galatians that lead up to that verse. Right, yeah. And, uh, you know, one reason why Galatians 2.20 has been on my mind a lot, and I'll just I'll share this real briefly, is that coming up at the end of uh, this month, March, uh, I'm going to uh, Dallas, Texas to take part in something called Network 2.20. And uh, it's just a, it's something that Andrew Farley has put on by uh, the organization that was formerly known as the Association of Exchange Life Ministries, now known as, I can't think of the name now, it's something 220. <laughs> but anyway, it's unimportant. Uh, it's just that it's all based upon this new life that we have in Christ, where we've been crucified with Christ, no longer us. It's no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. But yeah, there is a lot of you know, perhaps uh, set up to lead up to this. And before Paul wrote that in Galatians 2.20, he was talking about his life in Christ and how he had come to know the gospel. It was by special revelation from Jesus Christ, he said. It wasn't by talking to any other people, uh, but Christ revealed the gospel to him. Paul had been a Pharisee of the Pharisees. I mean, if there was anybody who lived by the law at least as good as a person could do, it was Paul. He said so in Philippians, in the book of, in, when he wrote the, the epistle to the Philippians. He talked about his Jewish pedigree. He talked about how he was, you know, according to the, the law, he had lived blamelessly. And uh, Christ revealed the gospel to him, and Paul realized and understood that in order to be found in Christ and Christ alone, he had to die to the law. It couldn't be the law. The law... All that that did was it actually increased sin. He wrote about that in Romans. It brought around judgment, condemnation, death, bondage, and so many things. And so Jesus revealed to him that what he needed was Christ and Christ alone. And so, you know, keep that in mind as we're talking about these things from Galatians. Yeah, so you had these Judaizers who, who again came around and they said, yeah, okay, faith in Christ, but that's not enough. They were telling the Gentiles that this salvation was really for the Jews. And in order for you to take part of it, you would need to become circumcised and begin to adhere to the works of the law. And as you were talking about, Joel, Paul was basically coming across with something completely opposite of that. And so we look at some of what Paul, if, if you look through sometimes, and I know you may be listening right now, you don't have a Bible in front of you, but just check out the first couple of chapters of Galatians sometimes and, and keep in mind what Paul is actually trying to say there because I, I know we read the Bible in verses and sometimes we think every verse is a different chapter. <laughs> mm -hmm. And sometimes Paul is actually carrying on a, a thought process that can go on for many chapters in the Bible. And so he's making a case for his apostleship to a large degree in the, in the first chapter and, and some of the second about how Christ revealed this good news of the gospel being made available not only to the Jewish people, even though it did come to them first, 
and that has to do a lot with the old covenant and then it was brought to salvation was brought to the Jews but then we as gentiles were also able to take part in it free from the law as as the Jewish people became as well under this new covenant and so that's exciting news first and foremost but can you imagine Joel how you know when when the the legalists would come around and say yes Christ believe in him and add the works of the law to it. You can't just wipe out the law altogether. It's not supposed to be that way. And so we, we've got that same thing going on today in, in the religious world, in the church world. It's been going on for centuries. But it, it continues today, even from people in the church world who are Gentiles, who were never under the law to begin with. So the question is, why in the world would you as a Gentile, who were never under the law, not now, not 4,000 years ago, you were never under it, and now we're under a new and better covenant, not the old covenant that contained the law, which we've been freed from. Why would you want to go back into that bondage that you were just talking about and all the other negative things that the law would bring to people? It just mm-hmm. doesn't make any sense. Right, yeah. And that's, uh, you know, Paul had talked about that as Galatians 2 starts out, and he was talking about how Titus had traveled with him, Titus being a Greek, he says, which is a Gentile. Titus wasn't a Jew, but. Um, not even Titus, being Greek, was compelled to be circumcised. And so these Judaizers had come along, as you said, Cap, trying to spy out the liberty that they had in Christ, that these believers had in Christ, that, to bring them into bondage, Paul says. But they would not even yield submission for even an hour so that the truth of the gospel might continue with you. And so you can imagine the struggle that they're having, you know, because this is something brand new. You know, for Paul, it was something brand new. Again, he had been raised in the law. It was law, 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 law his entire life. And then it was now something completely the opposite. And so these these Jews who didn't like this gospel thing, or at least maybe they had accepted the gospel, but they wanted to add law back into it, they were trying to get these people to live according to the law. And uh, Paul and his friends, they did not give in to that for a minute. And so, you know, he had to withstand Peter to his face because something that Peter was doing was, you know, Peter was set up as an apostle to preach the gospel to the Jews. Paul had been set up to preach the gospel, by God, had been set up to preach the gospel to the Gentiles. Well, Peter was doing this, preaching the gospel to the Jews, but certain of these Judaizers came along, people came from James, uh, and Peter had formerly been eating with the Gentiles. He realized, okay, I'm free in Christ. I'm not under the law anymore. But when these Judaizers from James came, (laughs) Peter withdrew himself. He backed off, fearing those uh, who were of the circumcision, those Judaizers. And maybe I'll let you pick it up from there, Cap. Well, and you can imagine, it's easy for us to sit here and criticize Peter, and Paul had a good place to do it, because, you know, you, you got to realize Paul was taught this gospel by revelation. It was revealed to him, taught to him by God himself. As he said in, in, in the book that we skipped over here in the, the first chapter or so, he uh, was talking about how he, after he had that Damascus Road experience, he didn't just hit the road and start preaching the gospel. He it was three years. He never even met with any of the apostles. Mm-hmm. And three years, he, he was learning this good news, which he used to try to destroy by killing people who believed in it. 
But what you were talking about there with, with Peter feeling the pressure to be religiously, politically correct, I guess, uh, when those Judaizers came around and started uh, wanting to mix law and, and grace. It, it's one way or the other. This is the bottom line. It's either grace through faith or it's works. But it can't be both. It can't be both. Not when it comes to the righteousness of God. It's been revealed in us by grace through faith, not by works of righteousness, which we have done. And uh, so hang in there with us now. Don't get nervous. We're, we're gonna, if you'll just stick with us for another week or two, we'll, we'll, this all is going to come out good. <laughs> if you're a new listener, I'm, I'm sorry. You know, this is, this, if you're feeling uncomfortable right now, that's a good thing. But we're, we're, we're going to get to some really good stuff here as we move forward. I'm not sure how much time we have left here, Joel, for this one. Yeah, it's time to wrap this one up. And, um, you know, it's, it's okay. We didn't quite get to everything today, but that's, you know, that's all right. Because we, we kind of built things up a little bit this week. And we'll get into kind of some more meat, I guess. I don't know what you want to call it next week as we talk about the, uh, the exchange that took place. But all of this is important to, to lead up to that. The reason why it was this exchange was needed, why you can't mix law and grace, but you have to be dead to one in order to have the other. So we'll pick up on this next week. Fear not. It's all coming up next week right here on Growing in Grace at growingingrace.org. This has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski. Heard online through various internet sources around the world each week. To access hundreds of past programs, visit graceroots.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace.